Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you know where the afters is? <laughs> <laughs> how you feeling I'm good mate how are you really good yeah I've been looking forward to it mate yeah, it's been, same. It's, it's been a, I think when did we first make contact I was trying to think about that yesterday actually I think I, think I first it seems like years ago mate I think I you were on my radar through last winter because you were very close with Kai yeah 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 and I think yeah. that's where I picked you up from yeah. one thing he's very good at is pushing people he believes in and I think I picked you up from his he's a top bloke isn't he yeah and then you came to London and I went to Ibiza yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I've got a lot of time for Kai actually he was you know, he was a he was a big part of, of helping me bring you know my journey through from from just you know something very low level to sort of where it is now. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of time for him, and he he was the one who really introduced me to Ibiza as well. Really? Yeah, yeah like beforehand, I'd I'd been before, but not you know not experienced on a sort of sober level. You know, oh. seeing Ibiza. For, for well, there's, there's such a big difference between living there and trying to build a life that is you know fruitful in the long run and yeah. going there for a smash up with a lads it, it, <laughs> it's two different conversations two different places completely yeah. and Kai actually said to me we had a boat uh, boat day Kai and uh, my friend Matt Blewett who owns LDN East yeah, yeah. we had a boat day us three and um, uh, Matt's partner and her friend and Kai said to me you're you're here for a different reason this year Lewis mm. I can see it and I was mm. like yeah that's right so yeah man he's a good lad he's top lad so Let's uh, let's get let's get let's get into this. You know, um, straight into it. I mean, <laughs> I've got a few questions written down here, but I cool. think we, you know, we're going to naturally go into this. Like, I think the, the the first question is is how have you ended up where you are? You know, in terms of going from. Uh, you know, celebrity Big Brother and being a, you know a TV star to now living in Ibiza as an online health coach and one-on-one PT. Like, mm. how has that 
journey got well, to where just, it is. Let's, let's start with the broad stroke questions. <laughs> yeah. You know, how long have we got? So I think I played the hand I was dealt in life. Yeah. You know, um, I got approached to do a show. I wasn't approached to do any of these shows because I was pals with the boys. I, mm. It was often because I had an, an old flame, an ex-girlfriend, an old relationship was already on the show. Yeah. And I was then brought in for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether that was to shake things up a bit or to come on and do whatever I do. Mm. And it was, I played the hand I was dealt and it taught me a lot. You know, the lessons that I gleaned from those experiences is where the value is for me. Now, coming into the coaching that I do, the first thing I say to my, uh, you know, uh, prospects or new clients is, I'm not here to turn you into a bodybuilder, mm. sub three hour marathon runner. I'm here to help you find balance in your life, and not take anything away. I still, yeah. I still want all of my clients to enjoy the things that they enjoy. We all have vices. We all have things that we just love to do for the fun of it. Yeah. But it's how you limit your exposure to these things as to whether they can help you or harm you. So mm. I, I, I'm a balance coach, you yeah. know, and I just help people enjoy themselves more through just doing some pretty basic things consistently over time. Absolutely. You know, but I had a good run with all the TV and stuff. But after I did CBB, I was like, that's a show that means something to me. You know, that's a show that I watched with my family, my girlfriends growing up. So when I got the chance to do that, I felt pretty good about it. I, and bet, it was, yeah, I yeah. was like, wow, like that is actually something of notes. Mm. After I did that, I was, I was, you know, I'd had my feel. I was ready to move on. I did get offered a couple of things. Um, celebs go dating X on the beach, but the money wasn't right. Simply because the offers that some of these shows put forward, it's great for the six weeks or eight weeks that you're there, but that's not not the commitment. The commitment is six to 12 months after the show airs, you're in the thick of it and you're, mm. you are the topic of, of conversation. Unless you're squeaky clean, that can be a labor of, of yeah, love or a labor yeah, of whatever yeah, you want yeah. to call it. So for me, the money wasn't right and I'm glad it wasn't because I, I, I moved on. Yeah. Um, now we said something. We, we had a brief conversation yesterday, of which we had to pull back. We said something yeah. about being on the waiting list. If you leave a relationship or if you start a new career as you've done yeah, you know, yeah. so so gracefully, you're on the waiting list for eighteen months. Mm. You can't. You don't just rock up and slip through the back. You know, the yeah, like, yeah. you got you, you got to wait. So the sooner I got on with that, the sooner I've arrived at where I am now. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I didn't keep taking these shows. I, you know, I've got a lot of people that are in my. Um, sort of extended circle that do do these shows yeah, yeah. and they're kind of doing nothing twiddling their thumbs and then once a year they get a call up then their life's great and amazing they're on the move they've got a bit of dough again like you know they're back they're back relevant again and mm. then they just fade for eight to you know eight to nine yeah, months yeah. until they're dusted off of the shelf and called back to the front lines again and I was just like that just didn't seem like the kind of existence that was going to be healthy for me mm. you know so so I try and so now with my coaching I think one of the things that I really love about it and, and, it, and it, it validates me, it gives me reason, it gives me purpose is because I get the chance to turn a lot of the mistakes that I made and boy, did I make a few of those bad boys. <laughs> we all make. And to help other people with yeah. it. So I fucking love that. So I think that's, that's, that's so admirable from you is like being able to sort of quit while you're ahead but see the reasons why. Do you know what I mean? Like for, for me in my career and Jackie as well who unfortunately isn't here today, he's living it up in Dubai, uh, um, 
you know, we both stopped our, our DJ careers at a time when there was still, you know, potentially a lot to give, but for reasons that we see beyond that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So exactly like what you just said there with with your career is, you know, in that celebrity eye, you know, there was still a little bit pulling you off. I knew for a long time that I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. Mm. I, the, the, the hardest thing about what I was doing is that I had no respect for myself. Mm. I wasn't bringing any value to anyone apart from myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it wasn't like a turning point where I was like, oh, right, I don't want to do this anymore. It had been going on for a long, long, long time where I wasn't happy. I wasn't looking after myself. I was not, you know, of sound mind. So yeah. so after CBB, that was a, that was a appropriate chapter to close that book on. Mm-hmm. With, with, with your your transition from the DJ and from, you know, the heady heights that you did achieve and the you know, the change that you made, was that like an epiphany where one day, I think I heard a story, um, again, following your socials, you went to the studio once for three days, yeah. came out with no tune. <laughs> yeah. Was there, which, you know, I, I you, know, <laughs> you know what was going on I there. I heard that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> However, was, was there a point, was there a moment, or was it like time after time being like, I can't really keep this up, this is not good, and then just eventually making the decision? Or was it like, right, this has to stop now? How did it work? No, I think it was, it, it was a lot of Monday depression, yeah. uh, you know, saying, oh, not this again. Yeah, the cycle. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, Monday. Feeling like shit. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, climbing up again. Friday, yeah. I feel fucking yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah no. um, you know, I think it was. It wasn't until um, I really had a long period without that. Then I realised, okay, something needs to change. And when was that? That when, was when that the. I don't know the right word. What can you, do you say? COVID? Do you the, the COVID situation? I don't know. Pandemic. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that was it, mate. You know, because then I, there was no gigs about. So well, we're gonna have to be careful if we get into COVID because this podcast <laughs> could take a very <laughs> I mean. left turn that's here. Yeah. We get we talk about no fitness. No, just the theory. It. Yeah. So, but yeah, that uh, was a crazy, crazy time, isn't it? Funny now sitting here, having done this summer and last summer, relatively back to normal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ibiza's definitely changed and been massively affected by it, especially with. Brexit and then COVID mm. it's very very different landscape for the English out there um, but what a mad time yeah. and to be you know you still see people wearing masks and oh, I know now. I know I know and it's just it, it, it's almost one of those things where you've just got to pick it up put it to one side and just get on with your life because there's no making sense of it yeah there is no heads or tails of that situation yeah, yeah. it's just it is what it is yeah well, I'm just, it is what it is and, and for me I made the you know the it, it, it was a blessing in disguise but just going on to that it's you know mentioning IB but when was the first time you went to Ibiza very good question so 2012 um, I went so I was a Marbella lad right so from the age of 15 as you can imagine, right? so from the age of so 16 years old me and all the boys from Rodin Valley we went to Marbella and I remember landing at about 10 it's an hour drive from Malaga Airport driving down to Porto Banus spiking up my head little like, a vest on and out and I remember going out like the fucking in-betweeners um, and just being like oh I kind of like this you know yeah, so yeah. I, I've got a very deep relationship with Spain when my mum and dad split up when I was 17 I moved to Marbella for six ah, months okay, okay. I then moved to Portugal to um, the south place called Almancil for three months and I felt the sweet sun on my skin mm-hmm. and that's always been home for me like like just that 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 environment um, even being back in London now it's, it doesn't feel like home for me. I mean, I'm from East London. I'm born and raised. You know, 30, 30 years I lived here and I've, and I've been off in different places for three or four months at a time. Being in Ibiza this year, I've been away for six months and, and I've got the things done that I wanted to achieve over the past few years. That happened for me this year in Ibiza. So mm. I've always had a, a very different relationship with Spain itself. 
But I went to Ibiza in 2012 with eight of my friends. We stayed in the Ashaya. I was behind the main stage and it was fucking hell. It was hell because you can't get no sleep. You can't have a night <laughs> yeah. off because you've got David Guetta out there, <laughs> not even plugged in on the decks, like giving it the big league. So yeah, you yeah. can't sleep. Um, but uh, I got about three days in and we hit it hard. Like we had no sense of, um, you know, control. It was you know fucking hammer and tong from from as soon as we landed so i got about three four days in and i had this old high school flame um we were friends for many many years we ended up dating we broke up but i called her about three days in and i said we were still pals i said listen if you don't come out here i'm fucking coming home so she came out i had a couple of days <laughs> off and then we were back out having a good time but the experiences that I had when I first went with my mates was so, so different to how I approach it now mm -hmm. because, you know, living out there, you don't spend much time in Bossa, you know, or, or kind of San An or anything like that. You know, I never really did, but Bossa is where we stayed. It was always a shy, a hard rock, like working hard for four months and then spending every penny that I saved <laughs> for 10 days. We, we would call it when you go out and you go hard, you ring the bell. So we'd go to Ibiza and ring the bell for 10 days yeah, yeah, yeah. and then come back skin. Yeah. But that is the story of a lot of people I think but um Having lived out there, like, like I, one thing I love about Ibiza is that it's different every single time. Mm. And the experience that I've had this year, Sean, I can't tell you, it is, I've learned more, I've met more people, I've seen a completely different side to the island, yeah. which is a bit cliche, but it is true. And I wasn't there for the oh, week 10, this DJ's playing, so yeah. on and so forth, you know? So I had a really wonderful experience out there and I, I, I've achieved some of the landmark things that I've wanted to happen for some time and it feels like home. Yeah. So if I, if I had, you know, a, a, a highlight reel of one minute of my first trip and the yeah, highlight so, reel of this summer. Yeah, yeah, just be it's, completely it's different. Like, it's like different planets. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I had a funny relationship with Ibiza when I'd first go because it would take so much of your energy mm. and so much of your happiness. It almost felt, I'm not going to say forced, but you'd have to really like take a deep breath before you went out there because you know you're going to go and have an amazing time. You know you're going to meet loads of people, but you're also going to be redlining yeah, yeah. your health, yeah, you know, for a long time so and it's like eight and your days. bank account well exactly yeah <laughs> six days eight days ten days my worst time out there which which I think I think it's because it was much later that we did this and I'd seen some of the other more calmer sides to the island my brother stag through 2017 we went out 25 geezers and it was fucking it was hard work boy let me tell you to the point where <laughs> they all got on the plane to go home and I was asleep and I walked by this bench every time I go into IB for airport now I put my phone on charge with one of the um, one of the desks and I said oh, I've got people coming we get on a plane in an hour I'm just going to put my phone on charge let me know if it rings I woke up about three and a half hours later loads of missed calls from my brother we're on the plane where are you where are you uh, so I was just sitting I was just like oh fuck and every time I walk into IB for airport I see that bench and you just you laugh <laughs> and cry, didn't but that was heavy that was that was an intense time and I, I don't really do the whole like right we're going to the club we're going out with 15 of us we're going large we're all, mm. I kind of get in you know I like I like going with one or two mates we kind of bounce off and do our own thing yeah, we know yeah. loads of people in there anyway so you've yeah. got to worry about each other yeah, yeah. but I can't do the whole walking through DC 10 garden oh Larry's gone to the toilet let's wait for him yeah. 45 <laughs> minutes have gone by <laughs> oh now Derek's gone and it's like I just can't stand all that yeah. I like to go one or you know two or three of you yeah, keep right. it streamlined and bounce around yeah, and yeah. meet people and yeah. stuff you know so 
it, it, it's like um, it's like a like a pin board of different experiences. Mm. Every experience is different, but by far my favourite time was the past six months that I've spent there. It was it feel, it just feels like home. Yeah, yeah. It feels like home. Absolutely. Are you excited for the winter? I'm more excited for the winter, especially after the conversation you, yeah, you and I had yeah. yesterday, yeah. Um, than uh, than the summer. Really, I had some moments in the summer where I was sitting there and I was like, everyone's going out all the time. I like to do my work and get on with my training and stuff. Um, is this the right place for mm. me? And some things have happened in the past like four, five, six weeks where I'm like, this is definitely the right place for me. Yeah. One of those is the hub. Yeah. Um, working at the hub, uh, which is incredible space near Gertrudis, yeah. co-working space. Brilliant. Just amazing. It yeah. was like the missing piece of the puzzle for me. I've actually had um, some really good things happen with work in the past four weeks, as you mm -hmm. and I discussed, mm -hmm. because of having somewhere to go and just do the work. Now, the conversation that you and I had yesterday, you mentioned that the winter in Ibiza, you've got so much work done and we're both in agreement because there's not much else to do apart from the well, thing you're yeah, meant to be yeah, doing. Yeah. Whereas in summer, yeah. there's loads of shit to do. Yeah, so, too, you know, yeah. so I am really, really looking forward to it and I feel like um, I feel like this winter is going to yield some pretty fucking heavy Yeah, heavy but yeah I'm, I'm excited for you. Mate. I'm looking I'm, forward I'm to really it. excited for you. Yeah. How, how do you feel, you, you know, do you feel that your approach to fitness has changed at all, especially within your coaching, like living in Ibiza, especially for the summer. Like, because for me, I've, I've I've only done the the winter out there. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been over loads in the summer, but only for week periods. Um, you know, do you feel that it's changed your approach to fitness being over there at all? Um, yes and no. I mean, actually, the biggest thing that I've had happen to me this summer fitness-wise is actually here in London. I went to... Um, uh, one of my friends introduced me to a guy called Angus who runs a studio called Lift. And essentially, it's, a, it's very much a gymnastics model. You know, it's extremely... Uh, based around how synchronized your body is from the tip of the tip of your toe to mm. you know the top of your head or, or, or tips of your fingers and I had a class with a guy called Fraser Santi um, yesterday yeah yesterday and it was very primal movements very different to what I'm used to doing mm. and it was absolutely fantastic and I really really loved it in fact I woke up this morning and, and I, I made a note of some of the moves we were doing yesterday nice. I woke up this morning and repeated some of those and that's something that I'm very much looking forward to getting into I'm strong and I'm fast and what one thing that I want to do is uh, improve my endurance. So I'm running 10Ks with the runner app at the moment and I'm, and I'm building that mm. up. I'm doing like 6Ks most days and Sundays I go and do a long run. But I want to be more synchronized. I've always liked looking at a, uh, a male gymnast and seeing strength with softness in a way like not like just stick. incredible bodies like, like just oh. but just loose yeah, and, just calm. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's the fucking yeah thing. yeah so anyway this guy Angus if anyone's in London or they're around um, the Shoreditch area there's a studio called Lift make sure you get in oh, I'll have to check it's that out. 40 quid for three classes which is buttons I mean think mm. how much you can spend on a fucking yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. Or <laughs> 40 quid three classes change your life yeah um, so highly recommend that um, with my clients, again, you know, I've been training for some time, so I'd like to sample different things and, and, and you know, sometimes I'm doing this, sometimes I'm doing that, sometimes I'm boxing, sometimes I'm running, sometimes I'm lifting heavy. That changes with, with, with where I'm at, what I have access to and, and what I'm trying to achieve. But with my clients, it's very much about the basics. It's very yeah. much about full body, three times a week, a yeah, yeah. little bit of core work. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think 
two strength, two S and C sessions, lifting heavy weights, two cardio sessions, and two mobility sessions. Yeah. If you can squeeze all of those in, whether you're training for three days or six, if you can do two S and C, two mobility, two cardio, follow a good food plan, get your sleep, get your water, um, get your steps in, and also find room for the things that you enjoy: mm. your pizzas, your burgers, your whatever else you want to have. Yeah, yeah. If you've got you know three meals a day, that's twenty one meals a week. You can have three or four meals based on flavour. It's that so, eighty twenty. Exactly. So those are the basics that I push now. You know, when I'm PTing and I have the chance to work one on one with someone or coaching classes and things like that, then you, I feel like we have more room to explore what mm. this person wants and, and work and learn from each other. But with the coaching, I really believe it's about getting the basics right. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, I think some. I think a lot, a lot of us get so caught up on like having to go to the gym. It's like we have to do this, we have to do that. Where for a lot of us, especially I remember for me when I was starting back on my journey, it wasn't the fact that I was doing one specific thing it's just that I was moving more than yes. I was before the step count's a big one yeah um, absolutely I, th I feel like if you have a triangle of, of the necessities of well-being actual training lifting weights is like the real top of mm. it you're real top of it yeah, yeah. the most fundamental thing is sleep water food yeah. you know and then you've got things like you know your step count your fasting your intermittent fasting things like that you don't have to go to the gym to be fit happy and healthy you do need to work your core and, mm. and that's about just staying upright and good posture yeah yeah so so you know <laughs> you, you, you yeah, no, no, I know I, 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 I did it terribly I did it terribly um, but definitely you know like working your glutes having yeah, yeah. some ability to hold yourself in position doing and one thing a lot of people don't realise is that when you do weights you feel confident when you sprint you feel confident mm. when you do mobility and yoga mm. that calms you mm. there's an emotion attached to that and it's not just sitting there thinking about the spirituality of life it's actually like letting your body have space within itself so I think getting your food getting your sleep getting your steps yep. and stretching that is way more important yeah, than yeah. doing like heavy fucking squats and deadlifts yeah. five days a week there's a place for everything mm -hmm. but you know if you're on a fat loss journey which is what I coach your diet is what you need to focus yeah. on your sleep is what you need to focus on once you've got those things locked in then you can start thinking then you can look to evolve yeah. exactly but it's the real you know it's 10% of, of your of your pie yeah and I think on, on that mobility I've done I've been doing this this is the only stretch I do but I do this 10 minute mobility stretch it's all you need and I've followed the same video every day now since I pretty much started yeah. I mean, give or take you know one yeah. two days the music's awful on it yeah. and um, but it's like a meditation for me now Good. like I go through that process of it yeah. every day and it's like the music and it's like I just forget about like everything, you know. Just there's power in repetition. Mm. There's real power in repetition, and you can access a meditative a meditative state through a ten minute uh, yeah. stretch, you know, or. Like uh, one thing I've been doing, because uh, you know, before the hub, I was working in cafes or I was going to Passion in San Jose, and, I, and I'd put, um, I'd arrive, I'd put my headphones in, I'd play like this gamma wave, like this, yeah, 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 and I, and I'd read one chapter, and even if it was a short chapter, I would mm. only read one because once I've read that chapter, I now have single point focus mm. because I've been reading these words and creating an image in my head. I'm not, and then I, you know, I'm not looking at Instagram, I'm not WhatsApping, da da da. I'm sat there, I'm not listening to the traffic. I have, I have the sound in my ears and I'm reading one chapter. Yeah, One chapter makes one point. So I have one point a day that I focus on and it gives me that single point focus. Then I put that down. Then I write affirmations, what I'm trying to do, who I'm trying to be. I write obstacles, goals, intentions, all of these things down. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. By the time I've done that, 
I've honed my mind from a distracted state into a single point focus. Mm -hmm. I've then also projected the version of myself that I want to be and I've I've affirmed that to myself. Mm -hmm. And then I get on with my work. Yeah. So that is my meditative process. Yeah. And that takes all of 20, 30 minutes. But if I don't do that for a week or if I had 10 days in Ibiza where I didn't do that, which believe me, I had fucking 10 days <laughs> yeah, where I didn't do that, right? Of then, then that would give me something. Mm -hmm. and, and actually, I have a book here that I'm going to give to you after. Um, I, tried to order, I tried to go to a shop to get you one, but it was there is called stillness is the key so i'm about halfway through this i'm going to give you this book i'm going to get another one but the whole point of this book is a still lake holds clear water okay if if me and you're standing by a lake we throw a big rock in it mm. it kicks up the bottom now now if you've got problems going in, in your life you've got depression you've got anxiety you've got this fucking geezers giving you ag whatever sometimes you just got to let it lie and you've got to give it three days yeah, or five yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. So we can't just keep going in there trying to get the rock. You're going to kick more of the mud up. Mm. So the whole point is a still lake holds clear water. I love you can, that. You can think through that. So having your 10 minute stretch, yeah, that's just yeah. letting it fucking lie. You know, me doing my one chapter, whatever. It's just letting all this noise around you just chill. And then you do your work. Because you, for me, like if you'd asked me that just five years ago probably probably three years ago I was so reactive back then yeah. do you know what I mean I'd been like no way there's no way I could possibly do that how do you mean explain that explain as that. in you know I would always react first do you know what I mean to, to what if, if there was a problem yes you would be like well I'm going to control it yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. whereas now exactly that just taking that step back and what? thinking about it before yeah and that know. is there was something something in this book it's about Napoleon and it says he would he would get he would have like a block on his mail that would come to him because he would say he would say 90% of these fucking problems that my army and my troops are bringing me they just sort themselves out in two or three days mm. so if I'm opening every letter and I'm reading and I'm right you've got to do this you've got to do that I'm often going to add more silt more 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 dust being kicked up off the bottom yeah, so he yeah. would say I want a two week delay on anything that's important and if it's really important a month mm. like you you know, and these problems will sort themselves out. I love that. Not always, but you know, perhaps we've gone off tangent a little bit. But having your meditative process, having your single point focus before you do your day, mm. is fucking key. Especially if you run your own business. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're rolling up to a sales office or whatever, you know, you've got people around you, other people getting on with their work. That can that can kick you into the mm -hmm. fact that you've got to work. <laughs> if you're running your own business and you're out at a weekend, you've got a bird, you've got your fucking family, all this stuff going on, and then you've got to sit down at your desk and do your work there's a lot of shit going yeah, it is, yeah. so you need to be able to fucking zone that shit out whether that's a run whether that's 50 push ups whether that's um, an ice bath or whatever it happens to be mm. um, you know if you can zone that stuff out get your single point focus do your meditative process and then do your work you are going to be a sharp blade mm. cutting down that tree you know? Yeah, and that's something so I've got this book Stillness right. is the Key I think it's James Clear no no James he did that, is he did that. Ryan Holiday what I was going to ask you then actually is what have you got have you got top three books because I've just started on um, I've just started on Audible actually yes sorry Melf. that's alright no worries uh, on Audible because I just I wasn't enjoying the reading process but since I've got an Audible I've done six books in less than three months which is more than I'd done previous so a couple of points that I want to make about Audible Audible's Please. great if you're running doing a podcast things like that but how much of those six books have you absorbed? Because if it's in the background when you're doing other stuff, maybe it goes in more. I don't know. You, you know, but you, you I'm doing it a lot when I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm, when I'm sat on the tube, basically. When, okay. I'm doing, when I'm sat there doing nothing, sure. because otherwise, yeah, if I'm doing it and I'm trying to take notes as well it's as something else. So that's the thing for me. Like you know, I'm an avid reader. I'd read all the time, but then I find. 
I'm reading these books again and I'm thinking, oh, I forgot that. So how well have I absorbed it? Mm. So now I just do maybe three or four times a week, I'll do one chapter a day and I will I will ponder on the chapter. I'll, I'll have a think about it. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I like that. I like yeah, that. one yeah, chapter, yeah. one point, I absorb that. That's the lesson for the day and then go again. Yeah. It's not about trying to chomp through the book. I mean, some of the chapters you read, they're four pages long. So it's like, mm. I kind of want to read more, but but you know, you just get a single point focus, you get on with your thing. Mm. One of my exes bought me a book called Tools of Titans. Mm. Tools of ti- t- Tools of Titans, and I think that's perhaps t- I think it's Tim Ferriss. There's three or four hundred interviews in there, quick fire interviews with people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Peter Thiel, um, really amazing people, and it covers health, wealth, and happiness, or, or healthy, wealthy, and wise. I think that's the three. Th- yeah, it, uh, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy. I and love wise. that. I love that. I heard that. I heard that. Not so long. Ain't that a truth? So ain't true, truth. man. You got Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, happy and wise. And these are the three segments of the book. And it's essentially, um, this guy does podcasts. It's essentially hundreds of, you know, these podcasts, you know, we seek value from people. All you need is, you know, a couple of good mentors in life. Mm. Well, this is like 600 amazing people in their chosen fields and three pages on them. Okay. So it will have like real bullet points and it will say to these people, what's your favorite book? What's your favorite podcast? What's your favorite quote? Real quick fire chapter. Um, really interesting. Tools of Titans, definitely a big one. Stillness is the key for me is is massive because I have a highly cognitive, overactive brain. So learning to pump the brakes helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I wish you'd asked me this question yesterday so I could have had a think about the books, but it's okay. I've just ordered. My yeah. most recent order is Robert Greene. I ordered this yesterday. It's the, it's four books I've ordered. It's like 30 quid off Amazon, right? Amazing. And I cannot wait to get into these books. Yeah. I've followed Robert Greene for a long time. He's an amazing man. I think he was Ryan's, Ryan Holiday's mentor, mm. um, or, or Ryan Holiday was his assistant, who's then gone on to become an even bigger publisher than him. So he's the fucking, he's, you know, he's got the sauce to geezer. So the 48 Law of the 48 laws of power it's banned in prisons this book because it's it's Machiavellian do, do you know about uh, no 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 so Machiavelli I think his name's Ma- Machiavelli but they, the saying is being Machiavellian or Machiavellian anyway I butchered that it was a Venetian prince and there was a book called The Prince and this guy was basically a master manipulator of people you know um, and so Robert Greene touts about uh, this Machiavellian nature to get what you want mm. okay so he's got four books I'm going to read one is called 48 Laws of Power the other is called The Art of War then there's one The Art of Seduction I know Sun Tzu's got an Art of War but I think yeah it's it, The it, War of Art is it, the, is it The War of Art Robert Pressfield Ro- yeah yeah uh, uh, yeah Pressfield yeah, for people for Creators, brilliant book. That would be, I would yeah, say, yeah. Tools of Titans. Brilliant book. For what I've read so far, Tools of Titans, Stillness is the Key. Stephen, is it Stephen Pressfield? Stephen Pressfield. That's it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, did, what did I say? I don't I think. Yeah, yeah, Stephen yeah. Pressfield. And uh, The War of Art. But yeah. um, I digress. So Robert Greene has The Art of Seduction. Yeah, yeah. Something about the concise rules of, of war or power. Anyway, seduction, power, uh, war, and the 48 Amazing. laws of power. And these books are banned in prisons because like people it. just like seduce the guards or they fucking, you know, and they just get what they want. So I'm really looking forward to reading <laughs> yeah. those, we'll, we'll do another. We'll do another podcast after you yes, read that. Hopefully I'll be able to hypnotize you. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's, uh, let's, let's bring it back to IB for a little yes. bit. Um, how have you found, like, balancing... You know, obviously, what Ibiza is known for, you yes. know, the, the the party scene, um, and you know, running a business and focusing on you know your mental and physical health. 
I had two halves. The, the, the Ibiza this year was a game of two halves for me. I had mm -hmm. the first half where I was living in Calabasa. I was connected with um, with a party with some lads from England that I knew, and I was DJing uh, on a Sunday at Wiki Woo. Mm. And it was like seven till nine, uh, my set, sunset set. It was really beautiful. It was like mm -hmm. vocal house. And then we'd go into the back room and we'd, we'd you know, start really going for it. Yeah. And I was finding myself waking up on Mondays. Well, if I was waking up, if I didn't <laughs> yeah. sleep. Um, you know, just tired and frustrated. And, and I, mm. I let that run its course. And I was having a good time. I mean, you know, I've been banging that drum for a long time. Yeah, I was having yeah, a good yeah. time. Was yeah, well, I was active, let's say. Yeah. You know, I was definitely active. Whether I was really... Well, here's the thing. You've got pleasure and you've got joy. Pleasure is very easy to come by, but often leaves you with a sour taste in your mouth. Mm -hmm. And joy is something that takes time, but fills you up from, from, from your belly, you know what I mean, up to your heart. So... I was, I was, it was a very pleasurable few months, yeah. but there wasn't much joy there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I moved from Calabasa to Santa Gertrudis. I'm lucky enough to know Santa Gertrudis because I spent some time uh, there last year. One of my best friends in the world has lived there before, and she often would say, go to this cafe, go to this restaurant, places like that. So Santa Gertrudis is a place in the real center of the island. It's a lot of families there. Um, I think the Olympics spent some money uh, when they had it in, in Spain or whatever. There's like horse riding academies, football academies there, families send their kids to school there. Oh, it actually wow. gets busier in September because a lot of the families go away for July and August, rent their villas out, and then come back in September. So Gertrudis works in the opposite way to the rest of the island and it, it gets quiet in summer and busier through winter because it's families. Yeah. Um, so I moved to Gertrudis um, with a wonderful woman who, who had me in her house. I was renting a room from a woman called Isabel Moore who's a wonderful designer. She's got a shop at Las Dalias as well. Um, really, really lovely soul. And I got there July. I wasn't allowed anyone to come over. Not allowed anyone to stay in the room. So, mm. I, you know, so I had that, which is a bit of a godsend as well. Yeah, of course. And from July onwards, my whole experience changed. It was a different place. I decided to stop DJing and partying with these guys. Three days later, I broke my collarbone. So... The list of options that I had to engage with each day became dramatically smaller. Mm. Therefore, I just did those things with more gusto and fucking charisma. And that was like walking. Like two days later, I was going on two, three hour hikes. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was I was like, listen, I'm having an amazing time. I don't need an operation, so I'm not going back to the UK. I'm gonna fucking make this happen. They told me four months for my for my uh, for my collarbone, and I'm out there doing classes now. I'm out mm. there doing primal movements. I did a one rebel. I did two One Rebel classes since the past two days. So I got active. I got moving with it. And I couldn't have written down a better process for me to go through this summer to, to end up with where I am now. Mm. You know, it was like getting all of the old exhaust fumes out, getting rid of the fucking bullshit, and then thinking, well, I've been here three months now. Do I want to mirror those three months with the next three months? I was like, do I fuck? So I just completely dropped everything. Like, one thing about me is, if I make a decision, I don't fucking care if I promised you I'm going to DJ mm. for the next month or so. If it's not serving my joy, mm. I'm going to pull that plug. Yeah. So it ruffled a few feathers, you know, but you've got to put yourself it first. It is what it is, yeah. You, course got when you've got, got to, to especially when it comes to you know your well just waking up tired health. on a monday man that's not yeah. for me mate but i think you've got to go through that that processing oh, especially you know in ib for you know well, don't get me wrong i had a fucking great time you know i met, <laughs> I met a lot of people i met some really really lovely people there's yeah. one particular woman i met called patricia who's one of the managers at the wiki woo um and you know i'm so grateful for the people that i met through that experience and through that time mm. and it was great for two three months and maybe i will dj again in ib for but 
I wasn't able to get on with my work. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, our bond, our connection, our energy that mm. we have is is I think it's much the same. It's that yeah, we we did have a little go of doing all this kind of stuff, but we found this thing that that like the longevity and the actual fact that, you know, we're running our own businesses, we're helping people along the way, we're turning our mistakes into something of value for others, and there ain't no end to this. It's not like, oh, you've got 10 years at this and then that's it. It's like, no, you can, if, as long as you are learning and, and reading and studying and working on yourself, our line of work can just continue to grow. Exactly. So when you weigh up that, oh, DJing every week, but I'm not the guy that goes to the club to DJ sober. That's <laughs> Shit, I just get, you just I get just, nervous. You get yeah, anxious. You want to fucking fun, take bro. the edge off a little bit, bro. I don't give a fuck who you are. No. Anyone saying that they just love DJing. So, I mean, obviously there is DJs out 100% there. 100% there are. But I was it not one of them. It takes a special breed. It does, fucking mate. weirdo, fuck mate. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's just not me, you know. Yeah, and yeah. You've, got to, you've got to play to your strengths. You know? yeah. you've got, one of the things you've got, uh, there was a saying that I heard which I absolutely love. Your, your, level of su- your level of success is directly linked to how honest you can be about yourself mm-hmm. without taking it personally I can't go and DJ I might do it once or twice but if I'm DJing ten times eight times I'm going to have a drink yeah, yeah. I'm going to party after I'm probably going to spend the money that I've earned doing the set <laughs> yeah. and it's just like well, well where's the rub where's the longevity Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here. So after, after like, I think 10, maybe eight weeks, 10 weeks every Sunday I'd done it, again, had a great time. And if I was 23, 25, I would have kept doing it. I'm 33 yeah. now. And I was just like, nah, man, I'm getting back to the grind. So it's not what you went over there for, is it? No, but, not at you all. Know. So what, what, you know, this one thing I'd say is how, how do you bounce back from a session? Like, and what's the difference between how you do it now than maybe what you did, you know, five, 10 years ago? Very good question. So if I go out and I party and do the other things, one of the things is I, I will struggle to sleep. You know, I'll get home and I'll mm. kind of be sitting there and unless I've, you know, so you've got to have some food, you've got to have lots of water, but also having things like creatine. Um, I'm going to say this, but this is not advice for anyone to follow because uh, having hot baths and hot saunas, you know, on a session, unless you are, well, not on a session, but after, like, you know, I'll, I'll lay in bed, I'll well, have a shower, lay in bed, chill for a little bit. And then later in the day, if, if, if I can't still sleep, then I think, right, I need to increase my blood flow, you know? So I will have a hot bath, whether that's a salt bath or not, drink loads and loads of water. And I find that that relaxes the tension in your body. You get lots of blood flow. You might sweat a little bit out as well. 
well and then mm. you get in bed and you have a really really good sleep one thing that I do not do is I don't engage in negative thoughts if I am on a downer from a session because your one responsibility is to be comfortable is to be hydrated is to fuel your body and mm. get some fucking sleep don't try and solve problems if you're if you're on the back end of a bender don't try and call your fucking bird don't try and make life change or, any, or anyone's bird just, just chill the fuck out just drink some water yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get a banana in your body in, in your belly put some I've, I've always got like uh, probiotics or sauerkraut at home or, mm. or like fermented kimchi, kimchi. So, so having some air, mm, kimchi yeah, so I'm just I'm just mm, thinking I've got, I've got I'm just I've got I've got that was like a direct from your thoughts to the mic I've just been all over it I've got about, about five boxes in kimchi the fridge kimchi bangs it's so but, good but, but having having <laughs> You know, it's all to do with your gut. If you've got fucking yeah. cocaine and MDMA and you've got fucking shit in your gut and you're mm. trying to eat and you're trying to... You need to give it the tools. So definitely increasing your blood flow. But but you've got to be careful out there because you get something called blood pooling. If, and I'm used to hot and cold exposure. I'm used to pushing my body to the limits. So if I get in a hot bath, I'm not going to pass out. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Whereas there are people out there that yeah, you've you got, got, to, got, to, got to be careful with this, guys. But having a hot bath, increasing your blood flow, breathing, you know, relaxing. Whereas back in the day, I think I'd probably try and have a joint and order a pizza. You know what I mean? So then it's like, right, well, that one two-day hangover is now five days five that days, you are paying yeah. for. So actually, I don't do any of that. I think having some eggs, a banana, a bit of honey, some sauerkraut or kimchi, um, having a hot bath, drinking loads of water, getting some sunlight as well, mm. you know. But sleep, man. Sleep, yeah. got to get dead sleep, boy. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's pretty good advice, also, actually. Also, I'll tell you my one golden rule, my fucking one golden rule, I never ever in a million years do two nights on the spin. If you, and I know people, and that's fine, people can do that shit, that's cool. For me, I ain't got breaks. So if I'm going out, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a good time and I'll, you know, I'll call you in a week. I'm not fucking coming out. Yeah, but, yeah. but I think that comes from my horrors of the first IB for holidays that I had where mm. it was like eight, well, when you say eight nights out, it weren't nights out, it was days and fucking Yeah, days. yeah, it was all, just, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but I, ne- I never did the whole like roll over straight to the club thing. Like I might stay up and, you know, like crack on, but come seven, eight bells, mate, I'm fucking going to bed. You know what I mean? I'm not sticking, I'm not rolling for days. That's, I've never ever done that. Um, and especially going back out again, I think, I think, why are you going out again? Like, mm. you know, like go out once, smash it, and then maybe you just want to go to the afters and send it, cool. But once you're done, you're done. Go home and go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like you're, you're you're rolling the dice. It's risky business if you're doing like, oh yeah, fucking two, three nights on a spin. I ain't slept, mate. I think, fucking hell, geez, go to bed. I've done it. I've done it. I've turned up to gigs. For Have you? Oh, 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 <laughs> like, do you know what? Three days. I've started, still up. When I was, when I was on uh, TOWIE, I'd had turned up to a few PAs before where I hadn't slept. You know what I mean? But this was, <laughs> listen, I was fucking up. I was having a good time, mate. Do you know what? I was going to, I was going to ask you actually this at the first, but we got, uh, so, we did you do any acting when you were younger? Is that something that you wanted to? Did you want to be on TV? So I did. I mean, I suppose as a young man, I wanted to be validated in my existence. Mm. You know, so yeah, yeah. so. But my first, my first touch of like that was I, I modelled um, I modelled for Premiere you are a handsome, handsome guy man. thanks babes <laughs> got, got some kimchi back there for you so so I modelled for Premiere um, when I was like 17 to 19 and actually um I noticed a big reaction to some of my ex-girlfriends when they found out I was doing it. So I was like, ooh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, so, so going on that, oh my God, he's doing something new. He's, he's you know, this, 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 
you know, this kind of wayward young man yeah, now yeah, yeah. found himself in the groove of grace. So, like, I kind of enjoyed that. Um, uh, so I think, yeah, man, you know, I've always... Well, I don't, I'm, I'm not much of a show-off, but I do love boasting. <laughs> no, that's a, that's, that's a joke. I it, it used to be true. Um, but no, again, I played the hand I was dealt. These things happened to come my way. Um, I didn't approach Towie in, in any way. You know, they approached me because of the relationships that I'd had. I did go to an, uh, an acting school in Islington when I was young. I've always had um, a thing for the arts. I've always been pretty sentimental mm. about arts, painting, music, books, you know, literature. I've, I've always just, just loved it. You know, I've loved the human condition. Um, so, so getting the chance to go on and do that, I think for me, if I could give my younger self some more advice, it would be to stick to your guns and, yeah. and do you. Like sitting here as a thirty-three-year-old man, I know that whatever source I have is mine, and, it, and it's my mixture, and it's unique. And some people like it, and some people don't, and that's okay with me. Whereas before, I wanted to be the fucking in crowd. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah, you fucking, you know what I mean. So, yeah. and I did that, and I was like, yeah. this is one-dimensional as fuck. There's no depth to this peace out and mm. then I joined the waiting list to start my new life yeah, yeah. 18 months two years and then, and then I was you know then I was in um, yes as a young man I definitely yeah. sought that you know um I think it's, yeah. it's still it's, it's an incredible life you know it's, it's a wicked experience I've enjoyed it uh, yeah I've definitely enjoyed but it how how do you feel that like that benefits you coaching like especially what you just said there instead of like because ego is such a, a thing especially for young men I mean you know for, for so many you know people for me I had a massive ego problem you know do you think that helps you with your with my, with my therapist what well, one thing we laughed at well, we chuckled at <laughs> was god complex low self-esteem you know mm -hmm. and it's like one of the things that I've always had is because of my love for literature and 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 you know watching movies and shows and things like that and just paying attention to, to the structure of language and doing sales obviously I used to do sales when I was younger is I've always had the ability to string a sentence together mm. and the bad thing about that is that I've always been able to talk myself an extra 20% than what I have, you know, whether that's talking to a girl, talking to a job, you know, I've always been able to sell myself beyond my capabilities. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, you know, having been aware of that for some time, now it's very important that I'm consistent with my clients, I do yeah. my work and I actually turn up and I deliver. That's why I keep my stuff basic because I could talk to them about calisthenics and fucking doing all this stuff, but I just keep the basics. And that's something that in, in some of the meetings um, that, that I went to, uh, after I come off a of TV and I had to kind of go inwards and do a little bit of work, there was an analogy drawn of um, a ladder. And if you if you propped up a ladder against the building and the rungs were 10 feet apart, you won't go anywhere, which is essentially taking huge, grandiose steps in life. I've, I've, I've been on Celebrity Big Brother or, or I've done this, that, which is all well and good and people think it's great. But if you're not taking the small steps, you know, looking after yourself, paying your fucking bills, doing your taxes, mm -hmm. things like that, these are the things that will gradually take you somewhere over time so learning to take those small steps instead of spinning the you know spinning the story as it were was something that I found uh, as probably one of my most valuable lessons so doing the coaching I can inspire these people mm -hmm. and the reason I can do it it's because I'm talking from my experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and yeah, that's something that I love to do. You know, whether it's public speaking or talking with someone or connecting with someone, um, 
when I was doing the show, I would make some jokes on the show before on Towie where no one would get it apart from the people behind the camera. <laughs> so I was like, oh, so I kind of had to play down some of that stuff, you know. Um, Brilliant. So yeah, being in a place where I can express myself and talk with my clients and I say to my clients, I say, listen, I'm a certain flavor. You know mm. what I mean? I'm really going to try and connect with you. Some people are going to like that. Some people aren't. But my clients are my pals and we yeah. really get into it. You know, we really get into it. So I think, I think having that sales experience, having that confidence of public speaking and things like that is a massive, massive benefit. However, being cautious of your ability to talk and your ability to sell and doing the work underneath that, that's the magic source, mm. you know? It's never let me down apart from when I haven't been doing the work. Yeah. Because I've always been able to talk myself into things, but these days it's much more about doing the work, you know? Yeah. I'll take a month off social media if I feel that I need to work on myself, mm. you know? Um, so yeah, man, again, just getting the basics right. Yeah. I think like you, you said a good point there as well about coaching. It is so important to have that connection with your client, you know, and, and, and make sure they feel it as well. Mm. Um, because otherwise, it just it just it just doesn't work i think people know what to do to look after themselves but mm -hmm. they but they have so much stuff going on in their life that actually to be selfish and i don't mean the last slice of cake or the last fucking fag out of the packet whatever i'm talking about being of yourself developing your skills and understanding that if you level up if you level up your whole life improves so outsourcing that yeah. and listen all of the meal plans all of the workout plans that we give people can fucking google them. yeah of course but, it, but it's our experience yeah yeah of course I, yeah. and here's the thing there's you know this coaching industry is becoming more and more prevalent because one it's a great job to do two yeah. people are cottoning onto it a bit more like the um, the clients are understanding that you can get massive results here for a fraction of the price you'd pay for a PT yeah. um, but there's a lot of people that used to do like play rugby semi-professionally or play football semi-professionally yeah, 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 yeah. or this or that and I think well what fucking experience have you got dragging yourself out of the depths of hell exactly like depression like exactly. listen if you're going to take an athlete and you're going to turn them into an elite athlete great Fair what enough. about a geezer who's never been in the gym yeah, yeah. what about a geezer who looks at himself and thinks you fucking fuck yeah, you know yeah. like who, who berates himself yeah. with negative vernacular like they need someone that's been there they yeah. need someone that's been in the depths you know yeah. what I mean and work themselves out of it or is potentially still working them out mm. of it you know the knowledge that we have about coaching and the human condition there might be a couple of bits, but the majority of it, we ain't invented it. We've not invented it. This <laughs> no. is what we've learned from yeah. other people yeah. and we merely stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm. So all we're doing is passing the information on that we've learned that's helped us. Clearly yeah. it's helped us. Mm -hmm. That's why people sign up yeah. and we're passing it on to you guys. Yeah. So I think that's what's different about the coaching that we do and the connection that we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. It's because I look across the room and I've got admiration for your journey. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I am trying to replicate, replicate in myself. Mm. And I think the 5% of people out there that are already sick athletes and are trying to become much, much better athletes, amazing, do your work. But that's not 95% of the population. I'm here to help people that want to enjoy their life more. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna do that by a little bit of movement, watching their food, getting practicing some basic habits. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that, I, that's, that's, that's the message. I, but I think this, that's what's really exciting about you know your coaching is just the, the fact of the vast experience you've had with, you know, with the extremes of life. Yeah. And again, 
and I think that's uh, for, for myself that's what stands me out you know from from just like the the footballer the guy that's had abs since he was 10 years old or something like that is well, the, well, in, in your deepest darkest moments did you ever think you'd have X number of clients and people messaging you going <laughs> okay, no, thank no, you okay. so much for changing my life yeah, my no, wife no. is so happy bah, yeah, bah, bah. Yeah, my yeah. Ki- I've got a better relationship with my kids take yourself back to that moment where you woke up well you didn't wake up but you're sitting there going you fucking done it again yeah yeah again and no. now and now look and, and listen all the money in the world mate I don't care what fucking job you do no. helping another human yeah. really not not just giving him a pep talk not just going come on mate you're alright I'm saying listen four, five, six weeks eight weeks twelve weeks work helping another human being sort their yeah, life yeah. Out, and them going even though they're paying you yeah, them turning around and saying listen I really appreciate yeah, it thank it's, you it's, so much but for me it's, it's the, the best feeling for me it's the ones that where they talk about the drink and drugs because you know that for me that was it ruined my life at the end of the day well you know it nearly did yeah um and that that's what really gets me is when i get messages on a monday saying oh i stayed sober again you know i didn't get on it and i had such an amazing weekend and i didn't really do anything but i didn't you know what i mean and that i I think that's that's uh well i think you're um I have to commend your bravery because I've been, you know, in the public eye for some time and I hold a lot of myself back from mm. from public opinion, you know. Often when people meet me, they'll spend five minutes with me and go, you're so different from what I thought. And I go, well, yeah, because safe to say, if you know me from one of the shows, then you don't fucking know me, right? <laughs> so I hold a lot of myself back and I'm sure you do as well, but you also you do talk and you did you did mention you know uh, that there was a slight um, detour let's say f- from from the main path a few weeks ago and I've got mm-hmm. I've got big respect for that and I've always found being truly vulnerable and truly open in the public eye is like throwing a stake in the lion's den I found it really fucking difficult to be that open you know mm. so I don't go into too much the drink and drugs thing you know yeah, I mean yeah. I'm not sober you know it's not something that I uh, you know uh, profess to be no. you know I've been to AA meetings and I've done my work when I needed to but I always said I kind of wanted the six steps not the twelve I wanted to choose when I would engage with these things mm. as a celebration as opposed to self-medicating yeah, yeah. my goal was to stop self-medicating and start celebrating life more mm. so I unless I have a few clients that are that I'm really really close to and and we're talking in general things I try not to simply because it's still drink and drugs are still a part of my life it's yeah, not yeah. something I try to preach too much about you know mm. I try to say to people look that's not the problem but limiting your exposure to it or if you're engaging in something too much too often without balancing out life on the other side of things mm. then you're going to fuck yourself you know if you're going out drinking and doing drugs but you're not having a hot bath once a week or doing cold exposure or running or reading or, or if your whole life is based around doing drink and drugs you're playing a fucking losing yeah, game right. so that's what I you know that's where yeah. I'll get involved yeah. but if people are I, I mean I suppose we can't really go too much into into clients and what their situations are but do you find a lot of your clients come to you for um, I think quite, yeah abuse? yeah quite a lot just because I talk about it quite openly but yeah. I don't I don't you know I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that everyone has to go sober you know what I mean I don't think that is you know it's not something that I'd, I would I'd say to anyone at the end of the day I think it's just if you have a problem with drink and drugs like for me I could go out nine times and nothing would happen yeah. but inevitably that tenth time something would happen do you know what I mean and it yeah. would and it would be um, you know quite extreme and, and it would it would end up ruining some sort of situation so I think that, that that's what it depends on for someone who does drink and drugs is like 
you know, how is it affecting your life? If you can go out, have a good time, yeah. and just crack on with your life the next day, then then do that. Do you know what I mean? But if you're doing it week after week and you know, it is affecting your health, then obviously that's an issue. Um, yeah, I think uh, coming back to London, one thing that I've definitely noticed is that there's very little stimulus. I've had two people be highly aggressive. To me. Like this. We mentioned this. Yeah, 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 I've had two people be highly aggressive to mm. me today. The first one, I was, oh. in the, I was in the car with my mum this morning. We was going to get a coffee. Pulled round around about someone, someone pulled in. It was a young kid, must have been 22 years old. He's in a, a 69 plate Q3. He's got three people in the back seat, all tinted out, and he's going wanker. And I'm just like, my mum's like, oh, and I'm just like, just fucking let him go, man. That's their only validation of the day. They're out with their mates. Someone's, I said, was you indicating? She went, yeah, I was. And this kid just rolled back out and wanker. And I was like, just, just back off a little bit. Let them go. Because getting involved in anything they've got to fucking talk about ain't worth it. Next, I was on a line bike coming to the studio. I popped the boots quickly. And I'm ringing the bell going up this market road. I'm ding, ding. You know, some kids turn around and gone, oh, bruv, shut up. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I had my headphones in. So I kind of kept ringing it. And then I've turned around as I got a little bit further up. And they're both standing there looking like this. And his mate's going, yeah, coming in, coming in. And I'm like, that... <laughs> it's an understimulated population, yeah. right? They go to work, yeah, bro. Yeah. Whatever, like, like yeah. life's more than just going to work and fucking sitting on your PlayStation and going to the club. Like, mm. you got to get out there. You got to connect with nature. And I was like, the thing is, if you spend too much time in that environment you lose perspective of the fact that it's all fucking nonsense. So then your validation comes from, right, I've had a couple of months now, a few people have had a little pop at me, the, the fucking ticket inspector was a bit rude to me the other day. Next person who fucking, <laughs> yeah, get in it. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? So then, and then, and then you've got to get out of London. Yeah, Because yeah, 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 then, yeah. then it's got you, then yeah, it's got yeah. you. Now, one thing I've noticed since coming back, there's bins everywhere. Has there been... Yeah, mate. There's, has there been... Right, there's has been there, a strike. Has there... Yeah, was that what's going on? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there, hey. I'm walking around on Sunday, yeah. We've got a really lovely day in London, <laughs> me and my mate. And I'm thinking, there's fucking bins everywhere. I've gone, oh, it's Sunday, market day. <laughs> now I'm walking around, <laughs> it's Thursday. I'm thinking, boy, there's bins, juice, <laughs> bin juice everywhere. I'm going, I'm going, it's fucking stinky. Mate, you should see it in Whitechapel, What is bro? going on? Fuck oh, no, there's been a strike or something. And is it on the news? Well, I d do you know what? It's one thing I try and... Um, I try not to read the news now. It's rubbish, isn't it? It's <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. We didn't script that. Oh, no, nah, but shocking. Just, yeah, because because when you know, I see it, I see this all all the time. Yeah, on the tube, people just reading the paper, right, filling the face full of shit. They don't even need to like. Really, do you need to know that? They could be educating themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could yeah. be reading something that's stimulating the brain for a more positive purpose. So I don't read the paper for or the news for that that reason. Yeah, but I do know there's a bin strike going on and it's just been crazy I've just bro. noticed it you know a few of my friends from my beef how's London and I'm like it's smelly man <laughs> stinks here bins everywhere and everyone's like what I'm like yeah I don't know like, I said to my mum I was like hey, is there anything going on with the bin she's like oh I don't know she fucking lives in Chigwell you know what I mean she's like yeah. oh, I don't know um, but yeah, yeah I've been is. wanting to ask someone about it I'm like what the yeah, fuck because yeah. it's like I'm walking through Broadway Market now there's at every lamppost how how distant what three metres apart lampposts are distance normally three to four metres I'm talking there's 12 bin bags at yeah, every yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. so it's like I don't know if they've sorted it because <laughs> if someone's watching this this could be aired in like March or yeah, something yeah, <laughs> no, people are like what um, so, so London's London's <laughs> definitely got a real energy about it now here's here's a concept that, that's been forming in my mind this has been a vague shape I'm going to try and uh, carve this out now mm. 
If you want to connect with yourself or if you want relief from your daily grind in Ibiza, you go to the beach and you have a dip. Doesn't matter if yeah, it's cold, yeah. doesn't matter if it's nighttime, you go to the beach and you have a dip. Doesn't yeah. matter if anyone else is there, mm. you drive to the beach or you walk through the woods or you go and sit in, in uh, at the croissant show and you, you know, in the middle of Dort Villa and you watch people walk by or whatever. There's ways to have that meditative process. Yeah, yeah. I think the only way that people have that space in London, in the city, is when they meet up with their friends. Mm. Okay? And that is your beach. That is your watching the sunset. You meet up with your mates and you smash a few pints. Yeah, and yeah. then the noise is calmer. I, I don't, I think, or you go to a class or you go and have a PT session or you go to the gym. Mm. But just this whole thing of like getting on the train all the time and especially where the bins are just fucking everywhere at the minute it's just naughty gigs yeah, and I just yeah. you know normally I go away for three four months and, and normally when I come home from my adventures it's because I actually need to I've yeah, run out yeah. of money or something's happened or I've got to come back for something whereas this time now I was torn away mm. from what I was doing and, and you know the crescendo is just happening of, of progress and, and substance in my days um, and I've been torn away from it so now I'm here. I'm like, hmm, this stinks. <laughs> I can't wait to get it, back. But is it making you feel that that, that Ibiza is is going to be your home base? Do you feel oh, 100%, like one hundred percent, one hundred percent? I've always wanted to think of it as that, but yeah. after being there this summer, I know that's I know that's where I want to be. I know that I can have a good life. What, there. And what, I, I, what one thing I love about Ibiza is that every single person you meet there has left something behind yeah. in search of something more, mm. and they're interesting fuckers, mate. They're yeah. all different. Everyone's different here. Everyone's got their own story. Everyone's different, but they're, they're adventurers, man. They are conquistadors. They are in search of something, you know. And I've made some of my best friends, some fascinating people this summer. Mm. You know, and it's made me realise some of the people that normally I'd come home and ring, I'm actually like, oh, do you know what? I don't know if I'm going to get involved in that. I mean, listen, I, you know, I'm lucky enough where I've got like five really close friends and I've got two brothers. So my circle isn't massive anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, back here. So... I'm more happy to see this as a temporary place as opposed to kind of getting too comfy mm. right now. You know, I'm looking forward to getting on that plane again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd be for when you go and look at it from a um, from a different perspective, you know, from not just going out. I'm park. surprised you've not spent summer there. Yeah, well, the, the, the problem is for me was going to be because when I first knew you, it was you were I, living I, there, knocking about yeah. high, and I just kind of thought that was that was yeah, you you know, it basically. Um, London I, it was it was it was moving to I've just obviously moved back to London which you've just completely burst the bubble with though slightly well here's the thing I love the bins here's the thing listen <laughs> I leave my bins alone no, here's the thing yeah listen listen that's my opinion no 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 that I'm, doesn't I'm mean anything for anyone else That and you've got to bear in mind Sean I fucking lived this since yeah, I was a course. kid man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been here since I was a kid yeah. I'm walking around the streets I think I've been on this street 500,000 times yeah. like, <laughs> you know, right. there, there, uh, there's no new experiences here for me no, so so that's just my opinion. That's not that's not you know. That's, I'm not saying oh well fuck this place. Da, 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 that's, that's not my game. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. me, that's my experience. Yeah, yeah. Though, you know, I think um, for for me it was London because um, business wise it just felt right. I, I, plus, I live with my brother. I'm really close with yeah. with Liam and uh, and my partner as well. Like you know, for her it wouldn't have made sense for her to move to Ibiza because she just got... Uh, my, it, yeah. my happiest time ever in London was in my last relationship when it first started and I was living in Hampstead and we had about... Oh, it's nice. We had about three months of 
blissful London mm. living. And to be in London with a partner, yeah. it's a different. It's different to being in London single. Yeah, yeah. Really, really different yeah. experience. You but know? the thing is, where where we moved purposely where I did because it's f- literally five minutes in a taxi to City Airport, which oh, in the winter is yeah. the only place that flies to Ibiza. It is amazing. I was joking <laughs> with my mate Joyce out in Ibiza about yeah, flying City, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's so good. By mate. the way, if you know if you are ever flying in and out, you know of Ibiza and you're flying to Stansted, you're flying to Heathrow, whatever. It's a long. Yeah, well, you pay your 20, 30 quid extra. It's never that, but the whole experience is much better. I went to, um, got to IB for airport, and you know normally you walk up to where the Burger King is. It's like any Spanish airport, you got to smash a BK on the way through. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like your last hurrah. Yeah. Um, and it's normally like gate eleven, gate fifteen. Yeah. Flying City is gate zero. One, <laughs> I was like, oh, stush, I like it. <laughs> so no, last time when I went to IB for in July, I got a. It was because I obviously just moved back to London. I got a cab back, and I got off Sweet. the airplane. I think it was a. Was it like? 1939 and I was home by 10 past 8 I mean one thing that I hate doing and this is again purely because I've just done it so many times is when I get the central line back to Woodford Chigwell where I'm from Mm. and I go by Stratford and I leave London and I head and I'm like oh this feels like retreat from the adventures (laughs) so I stayed with my mate in Queen's Park for the first like three days you know I was like right city airport straight over to Queen's Park I might as well have gone Heathrow it's the same fucking distance (laughs) but actually actually coming back and landing and being in London I loved I just yeah. hate kind of coming back from the big world and then going back to Essex yeah, sometimes yeah. you know okay so what's um, what's the plans for you now like what does the future look like so um, currently I am in what I would call a flow state I've got a book um, that I would really love to write and I've got it's, it's called The Twelve Labours of Love and Life and the last chapter is flow state and there's a bonus 13th chapter which I, I can't remember the name of but all of these lessons that we learn whether you're whether you're you know focusing on your physical health your financial literacy your your you know your shadow work whatever you want to call it and then you get into a flow state so right now as the conversations we've had about the work the business mm. how things have gone since being at the hub I would consider myself in a flow state and it feels really good. Now, normally, when you have substance issues, if you feel really low, you're at risk. If you feel really high, you're at risk. So it's like the magic's in the middle. So the plan now is to keep putting one foot in front of the other, keep doing what I'm doing. I feel completely inspired by you, by the conversations that we've had and where you're at. And I'm somewhat jealous of your Ibiza winter work that you've had. And I'm looking forward to... I'm looking forward for you. I'm looking forward to getting that done and being like... (laughs) You know what I mean? so, So... it's one foot in front of the other. Yeah, it's much of the same, and it's 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 Monday to Friday, fucking work. Mm. Nine till six, nine till seven. Mm-hmm. Monday to Friday work. Saturday, Sunday, spend some time with some good people, doing yeah. some beautiful shit. Rinse and repeat. That's, that's that. the plan. So back to Ibiza. I've got a few retreats that I coach at. Um, I am looking to start a podcast soon, um, and so there's there's some things that I need to get on with. Mm. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the space and the peace and the quiet and almost like the vacuum of like Ibiza winter mm-hmm. you know, there's not much resistance socially to like get on with your stuff running in Ibiza in the winter is just unreal because the the temperature is perfect yeah. the roads are empty of course you know from from like November and February March them mm-hmm. three months are just the best run of I'm really looking yeah I'm really looking forward to just being there there's, there, there's just just some of the routines just some of the daily things that I've got going on like you know even like I've got this little play list that I play when I wake up in the morning or I'm cooking dinner and that I just love that and then there's a little cafe that I go to called
called Piccadilly. And there's a there's a woman there called Jasmine who's lovely and, and I like having a conversation with her in the mornings. And, you know, then go into the hub and all the people that you've got there. And I just really, really look forward to it. I, I, I feel like I would definitely like to uh, spend some time in Bali. I'd definitely like to spend some time in Australia and Thailand over the next few years. But I see myself... I think what I'm trying, what I want to do, I feel like I'm doing now. Yeah. I just want to keep doing it, mm. which is actually one thing about working online and traveling abroad and doing this kind of stuff and doing this kind of lifestyle. You've got to be very careful that you don't slip into the frame of mind that the answer is in the next place. I was going to go to Bali this winter and I just decided that I can't afford to have six weeks of like uh, of like um, getting my bearings again. Yeah, yeah. Having never been there, yeah. you know, it, 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 even like last year when I went to Ibiza and where I'm sitting now, I I know it like the back of my hand. Mm. You know, I don't need to use Google Maps when I'm driving somewhere. I know exactly where I'm going for my coffee, my food, my shopping, the recipes that I make. It's quite cool that though. When you know that about it's Ibiza, amazing, man. Um, <laughs> but but I look forward to doing that in yeah, other yeah. places. But I don't have six weeks spare right now. I, I can't interrupt my flow state to mm. go and fuck around in Bali. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think you're going to absolutely yeah, smash I mean, it in. Ibiza, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, you're obviously going to come and stay with me. Absolutely, mate. Perhaps yeah. we can jump on a we can jump on my podcast next time. Yeah, absolutely. We'll yeah, just say yeah. all of this stuff again. It'd be great. <laughs> Even <laughs> yeah. better this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got one last question. Yes. What's the one thing that you couldn't live without? Fuck. The one thing that I couldn't live without. Perspective. It's the one. Mm. It's the one tattoo that I've got. And I've got some more that I want to get, but to me that's a very important thing because there's a there's a see that my brain is firing off 15 different conversation patterns right now. This has been an abstract. Yeah, we've got to go off tangent, baby. Um, <laughs> there's a speech by Al Pacino, and it's in Evan, every, every, any given Sunday, and it's called Inches, and he says life is the six feet in front of our face, and the self improvement game is about clawing an inch from there, clawing an inch from there, and over 50 years that works out to be miles, you know. Mm. Um, but having perspective of what's in front of you, these these guys that were screaming at me because I was ringing my bell in, in a busy market street. I wish you got that on video. There, and he went, bruv, shut <laughs> up. I was like, ring, and it will come and then, bruv. Fuck off, mate. But their perspective is poor because they yeah. are, he's he's obviously got something going on and he's mm. probably quite irritable whether he's been working and someone rings a bell and he turns around and, he, and he's, he's, his mode of operandus, his decision making leads him to say, fucking shut yeah, up, bruv. Whereas it's like, well, chill out, mate. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm riding a bike up a busy street. So, the one thing I couldn't, the thing that's always kept me going one foot in front of the other is because it's a big fucking world out there mm. it's a massive world out there you got a problem with your missus stop arguing let the dust settle fuck off and go somewhere else mm-hmm. you got a problem with your business you got a problem with yourself it's a big world out there so the, the answers to life are running and reading because running if you can learn to run and push yourself to absolute fucking failure and keep going you learn to be the master of yourself yeah, you're disciplined you learn yeah. to push and that's something meditative for us mm. right doesn't matter how fast you run how hard you run it's getting to that point where you want to quit mm. and just leaning past it a little bit more every time that's that's that you learn a skill there and reading because there's been billions of people that have lived before us there is no new problem that you can have there is not a new problem you can have if your perspective is poor you think this is unique to me I'm the only drug addict in the world I'm the only one who's cheated on my bird yeah, I'm the only yeah, one who's yeah. got fired that's poor perspective mm. you've got to zoom out you've got to realise well hold on a minute there's fucking billions of people that have lived before me this problem's been had before in fact your specific recipe of unique ingredients of your fuckery someone's probably had that before mm. or you can find two people that have 
had similar problems and, and find the answer through their writings. And that's why it's important to study, have a mentor and, and write your things out. You never yeah. know who you're going to help. So reading, because there's no new problem you can have. Someone's already had it, solved it and written about it in a book. And if your perspective is correct, you will learn that the answers aren't out there. The answers are inside. Now, living in London, living in a city can be a very, very difficult place to live. It's a big world out there. Get out there, meet people, be brave, trust in yourself and just fucking go for it. I love man. that, mate. You've got to have perspective. You've got to have the right... If you've got a problem right in front of you, you've got to zoom out a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the one thing... I, the one thing that's kept me going in my life is perspective. Yeah. You know? I love that, bro. Nice one. Sweet. Just that want it? to say, that, mate. Yeah, yeah. just want to, Yeah, so... Nice. <laughs> I just want to say, um, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for taking your time, mate. It's, um, you've got a very inspirational story. Thank and you, something that, you know, I... Um, you know, I always think myself is that really anything is possible. Do you know what I mean? For anyone, like you can live an incredible story, and no matter which which way your like journey takes you, there's always other opportunities to do completely new, incredible things. A hundred percent. And I feel like with all the opportunities you have in the world, you've got to be aware of external validation. And actually, no matter what goes on around you, you need to get good sleep, you need to train, mm. you need to eat well, and you need to just just have an interest in the world around yeah, you. Yeah. You know, don't get too honed in on these external things. Mm. You know, um, which you and I, I had it through TV. You had it through DJing. You feel like the fucking captain of the universe. But if you ain't running, reading, staying hydrated, mm -hmm. it's not going to last forever. No. So you can do anything you put your mind to in a five-year period, but make sure you're doing the basics along Absolutely. the way. You know, and you'll, you'll, you'll be good. You'll be all right. <laughs> but having just recently met you, I mean... For anyone that doesn't know, me and Sean are big fans of each other. We've been, we've been, we've been Insta boyfriends for some time now. And actually, this is our, apart from, we met yesterday, yesterday and we started yeah, having a conversation, yeah. we had to pull back. So yeah. this is our first proper conversation. Yeah, is, we've 100% been doing more 100%. conversations, more work together in yeah. the future. Um, and yeah, man, keep fucking cracking, brother. Big love. Nice one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.